0: You need to look at your core solutions to drive a better consumer experience, a better product, better digital experience as well.
1: Welcome to Transform It Forward, the podcast that gives you an inside look into the before and after some of the world's most effective transformation processes. I'm your host, Paul French. If there is an industry in need of transformation, it's insurance. Current legacy systems, desperate technology, and antiquated processes cause insurance carriers to lose out on millions of dollars each year. Pure profit leakage. Worse, the market's under attack from non-standard startups, radically increase customer expectations. It forces these long-standing giants to radically rethink their business. On this episode of Transform It Forward, I welcome Dan Watt, VP of Product Management at Finios, a leading provider of core systems for global life, accident, and health insurance. His perspective on the changes hitting the industry are amazing. Dan, welcome to the show. Paul, thank you. It's great to have you here. I am a huge nerd when it comes to to the transformation of a lot of different industries, but I'm particularly interested in insurance because it seems that um, as a basically 100% data industry, that it is just absolutely ripe for digital disruption. So I'm interested in in your perspective on on what you're seeing in the market today and and how your group fits into that.
0: Awesome. Looking forward to the conversation.
1: So tell me a little bit about, you know, as as you're looking and surveying the uh, wide range of insurance, whether that's PNC, health. where are the pockets of disruption? Where are the traditional insurance companies looking for transformation today?
0: You know, that's an interesting question. I mean, I think it's a combination of looking for it. You know, as well as you know, having the, the market kind of force it on you. When you think about it from a life accident and health perspective, kind of two major areas is where I think you're seeing the most disruption. Absence management, I think we've all you know seen the you know since the early '90s, really with the passage of the Family uh, Medical Leave Act (FMLA) you know through to the various kind of paid leaves uh, that uh, companies are offering, you know states are requiring. Uh, Cities are acquiring, there's a complexity there to manage those. And then when you add that to things like disability insurance uh, and the various other types of insurances that are out there for, you know, when you can't work, you know, you need to be able to kind of manage that leave. That's a huge issue for a lot of carriers and it's a huge issue for carriers who offer that insurance. Then it's also a huge opportunity uh, for carriers who don't traditionally offer disability insurance uh, or things of that nature. To say that, you know, we, we should potentially look at, you know, offering new lines of coverage and getting into this market because now the ability to kind of look at what's due to the uh, employee based upon where they live and, you know, what the company's offering and what insurance they have. is a lot of rules, a lot of legislation, and it's it's challenge. It also is an opportunity. And then there's also just the increase, you know, in employee funded products out there as well. Um, and that's due to you know multiple modal reasons obviously the cost shifting from the employer to the employee the changes in style of workers etc so you have a few things there that uh, are at at play in the marketplace that are creating a ton of disruption and should be seen as as opportunities but certainly are impacting almost every you know, major player uh, in the marketplace.
1: So you opened up about 11 different doors there, which is cool. <laughs> I do that. Yeah, no, it's it, it's interesting because it it goes to the fact that, you know, oftentimes um, you know, we've discovered on the show that um, you can have the greatest transformation plans in the world, but it really comes down to two things, whether they're going to be successful or not. And the first is culture and the second is change management. And in that particular case, you're not talking about, you know, some of the things you just described isn't necessarily just inside your business about making a change by exposing some services via APIs or you know using my company axway or your company to do it it is it is more about okay your pot covered population wants to live differently or wants to act differently or has different expectations or there are third party you know exogenous factors in the market that are either controlling you by compliance or by reporting or you know whatever the case may be how much do the covered lives as they say have an impact on driving this transformation? Is it because we're all used to, you know, seeing everything about our lives on our smartphones that, that people want to actually do this, or is it maybe not as clean as that?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's certainly not, I think, as clean as that. I think it's, um, it is a combination of that. I mean, I think when you look at compliance, obviously it has a factor in it, you know, and, and your ability to be compliant in the state of what you're doing business is, is you know, a number one, you have to do that, right? And that has driven then the opportunities around leave. But to your point, you know, I think the consumer, right, the the employee or whomever is purchasing that insurance or has that insurance, you know, in many times through their employer is requiring all of their vendors, everyone who they're paying money to, to meet them where they are. And the insurance industry, you know, as a you know, as a whole has been a little slow to the transformation trend you know you had you just saw the banking industry you know take that on many many years ago you know pnc jump into and i guess when i say insurance sometimes i i should qualify it around it's the group you know life accident health which i mainly work in so i think it's it's the ability and also kind of that tipping point of of you know we really need to meet the consumer where they are because they're paying attention now you know much more i think savvy on what insurance they have what they're paying for I mean look at the phone right folks had landlines all the time and now it, it's finally come to a point where it's like you've got a landline wow that's that's cool you know so you know i think it's about you know kind of again meeting the consumer kind of where they are
1: very retro to have a landline these days i suppose yeah very, it, <laughs> or or me it, fun it really it, yeah. dates you since you know the digital natives <laughs> don't even have any idea why you would have that attached to the wall so you, you did say something kind of interesting so if we think about group life as an example you know there, there's kind of a secondary disintermediation even at the product line level when you think about companies like Ladder and Bestow you know this kind of low drag ability to add life insurance term life insurance for example how does your group look at that as a as a driver that might help you know the customers look at at, at a, a faster path to transformation knowing that there are these non-standard com- competitors that are out there that potentially might change the way an employee looks at life insurance for example well
0: i mean i think we drive home that that's exactly why they should be talking to us is that we provide those core solutions to the carriers to be able to access their data to be able to you know bring new products to to market quickly you know and effectively to be able to compete and not lose and kind of have, you know, book of business, you know, degradation happening where, you know, it's just kind of small bites, you know, over time that slowly take that book of business that you had that was so profitable and just make it a very unprofitable and unwieldy, you know, book. So we view that as, as a major reason why you need to look at your
1: core solutions to drive a better consumer experience, a better product, better digital experience as well. When they get a control of their data and they really understand all the different vectors that they might have available, especially on the population health side of things, how many new business models are being created in some of these older companies when they start to figure that out?
0: It's really interesting because I think it's uh, very far-reaching as to how how an insurance carrier you know, models their business today versus how they did before, and, and to your point, you know, with the access to data and being able to, to drive then you know, that digital experience or to drive how they think about iterating on products, how they think about driving new new products to market. You know, it's, it's now a in, in many cases a, a partnership with IT and with the business side it's, it's, it's no longer as siloed. You see a lot of companies who have embraced that culture, agile development throughout the entire company, not just IT, you know, going from waterfall to a more faster process, but just, Now we have business users you know kind of um, embedded with technology teams and thinking about how they do everything in sprints so i think that culture then also you know makes its way out to the external side as well as to how you then can support your consumer you you have you know more innovative ideas and you have a faster way to get those to market quicker so it's quantified as to how many aside from to say it's um you know kind of rapidly exploding And we're seeing that, you know, firsthand.
1: Yeah, it was, it was interesting. Your company value proposition is, is, is different, but, but very similar to what my company Axways is the promises. How do you build brilliant digital experiences largely based on the heritage infrastructure you've already got, right? I mean, there, there are things that you've got to take advantage of because that is the bulk of the runtime business or that is the store for all the appropriate data. How do you guys create the business case that says, Hey, it's not enough to know that you know, ladder and bestow out there, you know, trying to change the game. What is the primary way that you get into those conversations with the business and the IT to to take that step?
0: It is a variety. You know, you have to, you know, I've been using the analogy around kind of, uh, you know, offenses for football. A lot of the better offenses are a multiple offense. So you have to have multiple options there. What we've been really talking about recently is a concept called premium leakage, right? And that's, you know where are you losing premium you know premium your kind of top line revenue due to inefficiencies due to older legacy systems that are just creating duplicative entry or you know high error prone scenarios and processes how do all these little small leaks you know across your organization you know end up really turning into a significant amount of of dollars and loss that affect your overall ability to kind of drive a business a and then B, what's the customer experience there too? I mean, the customer experience can be horrendous in in certain scenarios where you have that kind of, you know, homegrown legacy platform. um, And you may have some kind of cool, you know, newer technologies on the periphery, but you haven't really solved your core solution. So we view it as, you know, there are a few ways in which you need to think about how legacy is impacting your overall business. One of them is premium leakage, and one of them is, you know, the experience for the claimant at time of claim. So the lines that, that we represent, these are not fun experiences, right? It's life insurance, it's disability, it's critical illness. It's your job, really, to make that process as simple as you can. You're not going to change what happens, right? But you should make it as simple as easy so that you know dealing with the insurance company is, is the last thing that, that you're worried about
1: yeah, it's a, it's a fascinating approach because if you're working back from the customer experience in that particular case, you might do things very differently than you know seek RPA or something like that to try and simplify claims process in order to save a little money, right? so it's um it's an interesting balance, I imagine
0: absolutely. and and it's one that we try to drive home you know pretty pretty hard because I mean that's that's really ultimately how you're judged too is what you can do for the claimant as well as you know what what you're doing for the employer when it's not claim time. and how that affects the relationship with the broker and the overall, you know, value prop. It's very, very important and it's very relationship driven and you want to position yourself as easy to do business with, you know, and that's, you know, that's a, a lot of that has to do with your digital experience as well as your data. And they go hand in hand, but they can be very different.
1: How much is the um, the renewal process changing towards experience as opposed to just you know, the raw economics of it.
0: That is something we talk about and we're seeing. There's a point where price becomes, you know, you know to your point, you know, the raw economics of it, where, where price becomes not the primary issue because you know what you're going to get on the street and you know what you're going to get with, with your incumbent carrier. So you put that aside. Now it comes down to services. And that kind of goes back to how we started the conversation, looking at, you know, leave administration. You know, what are you doing to administer our business for us help us do our benefits administration at the employer side, you know, easier. You know, what services are you offering uh, for doing the evidence of insurability process? You know, quicker and easier and faster, so it's not a headache for us. It does come down to the services, big time, as well as are my employees' experience. You know, a, a good one. Am I hearing you know issues and and headaches with dealing with the, with the insurance company? So it does really come down to. You know your ability to provide that experience will differentiate you because price you know when you get down to it a lot of folks can match price right but the customer experience is really how you differentiate
1: yeah there's always somebody who might do it a little cheaper right yes exactly you have to decide what vector you really care to compete on so outside the um so the profit leakage one is a pretty uh is a pretty straightforward one and the you know the general concept of improving the consumer experience or the claimant experience are there other places where where you're seeing your customers think about the the overall concept of, you know, becoming a better digital version of themselves?
0: Yeah, I mean, for sure. I mean, I th- well, I think that's that's kind of it, right, is that, you know, you can't do digital without having your data, you know, in the in the right spot. We talked about this from like an API perspective last time, right? So, you know, I, I wrote a blog recently where I quoted, um, you know, lines from Fletch around, you know, it's all ball bearings, right? Well, it's all APIs. It's like, well, that's, you know, because everyone's got APIs, right? But does everyone have their data in the right spot, in the right you know, version and, and manage properly to then actually make those APIs worth anything? And that then gets to the digital question, right? So it is about leakage, et cetera. Those are kind of hard economic business case pieces or pieces, but if you want to you know, offer new products and the, those products require an integrated quality-driven, value-driven customer experience, you need to be able to, to do digital and to do digital, you need to have your data in, in the right spot. So, and yeah, that's absolutely a cornerstone of, of how we talk about you know big transformational projects and kind of what you, you should be thinking about with regards to why you, why you need to do
1: those now. So there's actually a pretty interesting school of thought. We're, we, we are in the API business, so we've been living that for a long time. There's an interesting school of thought is now we're moving into kind of API 2.0, the second generation where, um, you know, everybody tried to do it. The technology group was reacting to the business who was pushing much harder on things like experience and accessibility. And so they went off and let the developers go to town and now they turn around and they've got, you know, they don't have an API strategy, they have 11, right? And they're trying to figure out how to get some control and, and because the ultimate promise of digital transformation is stalled because it's so complicated, or, you know what what they let happen. Are you, are you guys seeing much of that? And if you are, how are you, how are you helping bring them back to the point of saying, you know there there should be one plan that we're running here
0: uh we are seeing that to to a decent level i mean i think you know we see it almost as you know and maybe it's the same thing right we see it as an integration strategy that started out as an integration strategy which was you know we've got all these various ways to pass data yeah you know, and then we just started kind of using apis to do that same thing so like to your point you've got a bunch of different you know things passing data and integrating how would you think about that from an api strategy a true api Strategy where you're actually creating, call it a, a method or or a level of accelerators and and connectors that are purpose built and not just well we need to do this we need to do that it's it's more it's more strategic in nature which is that which I think is where you're going and yeah we're absolutely seeing that I mean that's a big part of the challenges with a lot of the projects that we see is you know if if you're not doing a greenfield operation you're installing in a pretty tangled web of the old world and the new world and you have to kind of figure out how, how you can you know affect enough change to bring that that kind of new role strategy in there without blowing up what they're currently running no pressure no pressure it's easy, yeah, <laughs>
1: it's, it's, easy it's easy Gord. so where does it go from here right it, you know it, it seems like it's an interesting time where people are recognizing that the you know the heritage the legacy infrastructure isn't going anywhere because it because it's it's so key and critical but that the customer experiences especially over the course of the last 12 months where you know we all fell in love with netflix and grocery delivery and everything on our mobile devices has really raised the bar on experience expectations what does insurance do over the course of the next 10 years to develop those new models and to you know get where they need to go
0: you need some bold action you know you need to be decisive and you need to realize that to get to where you want to be in 10 years or five years um, just from a from a carrier perspective right so you need to make those decisions now and make the smart investments and what we see is it can't be on the periphery. You know, you really can't continue to kind of put a wrapper around things. You, I think that was a pretty popular term about five years ago. You know, we're going to put like a, a digital wrapper around this. It's like, well, that's, that's going to work for year one, year two, maybe, but not year three to, to five. So it's, it's about making the investments in your core solutions, right? So it's modernizing and, and bringing kind of true, you know, data driven, you know, platforms into your ecosystem to drive your operations knowing that that's not as scary as it was 10 years ago or 15 years ago, it, it actually can be quite easily adopted if you have that transformational culture there, you know at the executive level all the way down. And that's the way to do it. and I think that's what has to happen is you need some decisive you know action and, and some bold action to, th- to to say, hey, we're going to do it, we're going to take it on. Um, and we're going to find a way to kind of modernize because you can't modernize from the exterior. You have to really modernize
1: you know, internally first and we kind of get towards the end where we began. Right. Where it becomes largely a human problem. You know, how do you instill a culture of transformation from the executives down in a business that hasn't had to do that for 100 years? Exactly. But I mean, I think that's what you're seeing. Right.
0: I mean, you're you're seeing all the various impacts to the to the overall industry from digital players, you know, st- stealing everyone's lunch, you know, m- making it quicker and easier and doing what, what people said 10 years ago couldn't be done. You know, whether that's like the Lemonades or those types of companies, you know, like you're seeing it you know, happen. So the proof points are there, you know, enough to, to then kind of, I think, incentivize or, or kind of be a catalyst to action. And we are seeing that as well. I mean, we're, we're seeing more and more insurance carriers taking that, that step towards, you know, modernizing their systems and really truly being able to provide the expectation versus,
1: um, the bare minimum. Yeah. It's fascinating. So I, I, I typically end with a question that goes something like this when the day is over and it's uh, time to get back in the car. If you commute, like we all used to at some point in time, what kind of music do you put on? What do you like to listen to? Oh. <laughs> yeah, God, that's a great question. I, I uh, my,
0: my, my family always, always says that I've got the most, uh, wide variety of things, but uh, if I had to choose one, um, my favorite artist is uh Bob Dylan, but I I like some of the some of his uh, newer stuff, like let's say 2000s and later. I mean I, I mean I love the earlier stuff, but you know, I you know, I've been getting into a lot of the his his later
1: stuff. So it'll probably be a good Dylan album. Time for All Seasons. <laughs> you could play Dylan Sunday for brunch or you could play it late night on the way home from uh That's right. work. So <laughs> Exactly. Well, Dan, this was awesome. I really appreciate it. I think there were some great uh, great nuggets in here for people to take away and um and we'll implore them to be bold. Excellent. Well, thank you very much for having me. This was a great experience. Really enjoyed it. Thanks, Dan. Have a good
0: one. you too. Bye-bye.
1: I really enjoyed my conversation with Dan, but five things really stand out. First, although the insurance industry may be considered a slow-moving traditional industry, it's reached a point where change is necessary. Today, insurance isn't just about the ability of providers to be compliant, but rather it's about creating consumer-centric products that meet purchasers where they are. Second. Insurance is rapidly moving to a much more agile model. Access to data has allowed the industry to completely transform how they operate, with companies now moving towards real agile processes, business and IT working hand in hand. This leads to improved customer experience and new revenue streams. Third, speaking of customer experience, it has never been more important. Insurers are now recognizing that their digital experience is now as important as their rates to customers. Fourth, without having data in the right spot, you can't do digital. Use your data in a way that makes customers and employee lives easier, whether that's iterating on new products, connecting siloed systems. But as Dan cautions, make sure you're clear on the benefits, especially as you begin to tie new technology and legacy systems together. And fifth, make investments part of your core solutions. You can't just put a digital wrapper on it. As Dan mentioned, when transforming your organization, you have to be ready to take bold action to modernize your processes from the inside out. Don't be afraid to invest up front and do it right. Thank you for listening to Transform It Forward. Transform It Forward is brought to you by Axway. For over 20 years, Axway solutions have enabled companies to open everything, better harness their data and process, and use them in new ways to delight their customers. If you like this episode, please be sure to give us a five-star rating and review us on Apple Podcasts.